Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and rolling, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Dave Thong! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Oh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Hello, everybody, and welcome the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Sal is here. What's up? A bad day. What's going on, Adam? How are you this fine Wednesday evening? Wednesday evening? Yeah, they went all fucky with uh, Dynamite because the sports are some shit. So uh, we figured... Excuse me, your, your beloved baseball playoffs, I believe, is what you meant to say. Are the Red Sox in the playoffs? Whose fault is that? Not yours. That's not, that's, that's not the question that I asked. No. Have had six of the playoffs? No, then I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so uh, everything happened already, so I figured, what the fuck? It's, it's, it's easier to do tonight than tomorrow. Yes. Also, so, also, everything's fresh. Everything's fresher in our heads than sitting there on Thursday night trying to remember what the fuck we watched this week. Right. So. I was, technically, I was supposed to work today, but I woke up with a splitting fucking headache Oof. and was like, I should probably not uh, drive a delivery van if I can't fucking see straight. Now, so, do you, con- like, has that always been a problem for you, like like migraines and stuff like that? Not not so much, Okay, but it, it does it does happen from time to time. I'm lucky, but, <laughs> but occasionally I will get like a sinus headache that, that just kills me. Yeah, but, I took uh, I took some Excedrin. I laid down. There you go. Waited for it to go away. <laughs> and spent the rest of the day doing almost nothing, doing as little as possible. Um, <laughs> I got a uh, I got a package in the mail today. Oh, did you? Yeah. You know you know the game Cards Against Humanity, right? I do. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if you subscribe to their email list or anything like that, or keep up with the game with the game at all. Um, but they recently came out with a new expansion pack mm-hmm. um, that's only available at Target. Of course it is. This is what happened last time. <laughs> and it's called it's it's called, it's called the Clam Pack, and it comes in a jar. Does it now? Jar, in a jar. <laughs> Let me finish. 
it gets worse, in a jar of clamonaise, which is mayonnaise with clams in it. What? And garlic and other shit. But anyways, only available for Target. Very limited supply when it came out because it was very because everybody wants the fucking cards. So I ordered it through the app. Okay. In order to make sure that I got my expansion pack. This sounds so dangerous. <laughs> it arrived. It arrived today. And I pick up the box and I bring it inside. I'm like, all right. And I notice on uh, one edge of the box, it's uh, a little stained. Like oh, it's a no. Oily. Open Ugh. the box. The only thing in this box is this jar of clamonaise. No package, no no padding, no bubble wrap, no peanuts, no fucking newspaper, nothing. Just a box and a and the jar. And of course the box was larger than the jar. Of course it was. So in transit as this jar is flopping around in this box, it broke. Of course it fucking did. Uh, this, uh, basically, right along the bottom where the seam of the two sides of the jar came together at the bottom, cracked. There was mayonnaise all over this fucking box. And let me tell you something. Clam on maize that's been out of the jar for a couple of days... In a in a shipping box, ain't the greatest smell in the world, pal. But <laughs> I I got the cards out. The cards were fine. I got in touch with Target on Twitter. They've already issued me a refund. Oh, this was Target's okay. fault. Oh God, of course it was Target's fault. Oh, okay. I thought you went to like the Cards Against Humanity website or something and like got it directly from them. No, like, it's only what did I say? It's only available through Target. Yeah, as far as a retail, I always figured the manufacturer would still, like, sell them if you... Nope, no, the, the, the website linked me straight to Target. Okay, so, um, Target sent you something. So I got a box full of mayonnaise <laughs> in the mail today. Um, yeah, because you know what they do when they have it in stock at a certain store? They ship it to people like you who order it to have it shipped to them, and... Um, they're just trying to get through the orders, and they don't give a fuck what goes into what. That's all. <laughs> I've seen them. Say, I've say fucking seen fragile the people. On it anywhere. I've seen the people packing them. Some of them care. Most of them don't. <laughs> that being said, you are the one who decided to order clamonase <laughs> through the fucking mail. So <laughs> it's kind of your fault too. <laughs> I apologize for expecting, I don't know, dunnage. I apologize. Ew. Bubble wrap. Something. Gross. Bubble wrap. Does that mean those cards now smell like fucking garlic mayonnaise that also smells like clams? Cards. This is actually all covered on the Clamonaise website. If you go to clamonaise.com, the cards are in this little hermetically sealed envelope thing. Oh, how nice uh, of them! <laughs> so, the cards are the cards are perfectly fine. Good but, God Almighty! Yeah, that was my that was my evening cleaning up fucking mayonnaise. You know, you would have been better off being a D and D guy. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> I don't have the processing power of the brain mates for that. The wife keeps trying to get me to play Hearthstone. I'm like, I can't. That that I, that thinks too much. There's too much to think there. I've gone I've gone to the point with my entertainment, whether it be video game or mobile game. Um, I don't want to think. I think enough <laughs> throughout the entire day. So give me something where I don't really have to think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Even video games. I love me some good role playing games, but at the same time, it's like. Eh, it's one of the reasons I. It's one of the reasons I love my job so much. It's fucking mindless. That's true. Wow. I drive and I stop and I put out the box and then I get back in the van and I drive and I stop and I put out the box and I get back in the van. It's. It's not completely nothing. mindless though. You do go into dangerous areas. It's New Hampshire. Are there really dangers there? Yeah, you guys, like, everybody up there has guns, so yeah, it's a little dangerous. (laughs) That's true, that gun shop. Big fucking guns, too. Like, y'all are nuts. (laughs) I went to uh, the White Mountains once a few years ago. Granted, it's the White Mountains. But um, there was a gas station, and I walked in the gas station, and... It was also a gun shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just wasn't expecting to see that many fucking rifles right as soon as I walked in the door. Yeah, you'll find that up in the the northern area. And I was it just comes. like, it's July. <laughs> if anybody's, like, hunting, and I get that, but, like, hmm. Can we not? Because <laughs> it just felt like that. You'd never seen Pulp Fiction. Damn it. It felt like it was going to become that scene from Deliverance. That's what it felt like. You hear the banjos off in the distance? <sighs> anyway, enough about northern bumfuck New Hampshire. Um, so, besides. Any fun adventures this week? Me? Well, let's see here. Um. Your car still work? Barely. Okay. So, because... Uh, did I tell you the latest? I didn't even tell you the latest. Um, even though they replaced the battery twice, it ended up dying again. Jesus. And when I say dying, I don't mean it's like dying while I'm driving. It's just like I go to turn around in the morning it's dead. So I call Midas, and they're like, bring it in tomorrow. And I go there, and the manager who helped me out the first time... Honestly, not a bad guy, but he's like, dude, we talked about this. We we, we already replaced the battery once. You got to go right down the street, right to Ford. And I'm like, well, you won't, what the fuck? Like, you won't even look at it. Nope, we can't fix it. Go. I'm like, fucking this, why did I get a hybrid? Why did I get a hybrid? Especially a 2014 hybrid where they didn't really know what they were doing back then. <laughs> um, so we did know. Did you buy it new or used? It was used, but it only well, had 30,000 miles mistake. on it. That's your first mistake. It, I bought it in 2018 as a 2014. It's not like it was that like a 20-year-old car. Still. Yeah, well, I can't afford a brand new car. But anyway, a brand well, new car. And don't buy a hybrid. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, because I'm going to end up buying a brand new car pretty soon. Because I remember when I was looking at, at cars when I totaled the Aris before I got the Cam, before I got the Corolla. I was like, oh, this place has a Prius. And it was like it was like a three-year-old Prius. And everyone was like, no, don't do that. 
<laughs> Don't buy a used hybrid. Yeah, well, <clears throat> here's the thing. So, somebody said to me along this way, after Midas refused to help me, and Ford's next appointment, available appointment, was November 2nd. Doomsday, yeah. Somebody said to me, like, something's not charging the battery and the car's off. It only dies when it's, like, overnight, but it, but it, the last person who drove it only drove it for, like, five minutes. So if you're going to keep, so if you're going to use the car, keep it on for at least an hour, and then you shouldn't have a problem. And that's what I've been doing. And it's actually worked out. So for so so far, I mean, I still have the appointment on the second, and they're still gonna have to fucking fix it. But so far, I only had to jump it once, and that was the time to get it to Midas. And then after that, I've just been leaving it on for an hour. So yeah, we recently had to replace the the battery in the wife's car just because it just. But I already did that. <laughs> Shit the bed completely. Um. Also, my oldest has her license now. Okay. So she got that last Wednesday. Yeah. Congrats to her. First first try. Exactly. Um, if I had confetti, I would throw confetti. So now she takes the car, which is great, because I, um, I can keep an eye on her speed and where she's going with an app. I'm not going to say the name of the app, but it's, you know, it's there. Um, great tool for parents. That's all I'm going to say. There was a Black Mirror episode where they kind of joked about this subject. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so. I'll ask you about that in, a, in, in nine years. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so it's kind of great. So, like, oh, your sisters have dance, and, and this one gets out at 530, and this one gets out at 630. Yep, go pick them up. Because <laughs> I need Amazon. a break. <laughs> Amazon uses something like that to track the vans. Oh, I know they do. That's why they can call you and be like, hey, you seem to be almost done. <laughs> can we add some more stops? Well, no, they wouldn't be able to do that. But I have heard, I have heard tell that uh, another, there is another company out there that if, uh, if a driver is, is, like if a vehicle is noted as, not having moved for a certain period of time, they'll call the driver and be like, hey, what's up? Notice that you haven't left that stop in like five minutes. You good? Yeah, Comcast uses the same thing with their drivers. Um, no, but doesn't you, uh, doesn't it, uh, your company have you do rescue? Sometimes. If I, I only, only once or twice have I been asked to do a rescue after having finished a, a, a route that for the day there are days where i will be a rescue where i will just spend the whole day doing rescues it's only been a couple times that it's actually been like hey i'm done yeah can you go meet <laughs> up with jimmy You're like no i mean i'm not done <laughs> <laughs> all right but enough about me um halloween's coming up mm -hmm. that's true did you get uh, any mcdonald's buckets yet not yet I got um, the I got the ghost yesterday. Did you? Everyone, now? everyone that I saw got the ghost yesterday. So <laughs> still waiting for the witch and the pumpkin. I'm probably gonna end up with the pumpkin, and I'm fine with that. Uh, I I actually had no idea that this was like happening, and I went to McDonald's about a week ago, and I saw it on like the drive-through that just started yesterday. And I was like, oh my god. 
That's really that's actually true. I thought that was like a Twitter joke. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. Anyway, I think I think I already know the answer to this question. Okay. Gonna ask you anyway. Where do you want to start this week? Hmm. You think you know? I don't think you do. Huh. Okay, so are we doing the most important thing? Sure. I I okay. I I need to see if if this is where you thought I was going to go. <clears throat> well, maybe it is. My most important thing this week cheating a little bit because it's a topic it's not necessarily one specific thing but it is this week's promos some of the promo work this week I thought was absolutely fantastic and I want to start with Smackdown because I've always been a fan of Bray Wyatt (laughs) Hey, Sal. Yeah. I was right. Ah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the other thing that everybody was complaining about this morning. But anyway, um, I've always been a fan of Bray Wyatt. And he came out there in SmackDown. New music. Kind of like it. Kind of kind of growing on me already. And he cut this promo as himself, as Wyndham Rotunda. It was, it was felt very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about being fired. He talked about losing uh, loved ones. You know, obviously Brody Lee, and he mentioned someone else, but didn't say who. And how, you know, he was so grateful and thankful to us, the fans. And and it, it did feel really genuine. What did, I, what did I say in Discord? I just started this Bray promo, and I'm going to fucking cry. Seriously. Because a lot of what he said was true. Where people, like, he was in a dark place, and, you know, there were people that were in dark places when, when he started his, his WWE run, and he did. He, he provided this kind of relatableness, you know? Um, but then, in typical Bray Wyatt fa- uh, fashion, the screen derps out. And the lights go out. And the lights go I'm off. So, I'm so glad we're bringing that back. <laughs> the lights go off. And the crowd is silent because they're like, hey, wait a minute. The guy who does that is in. He's already in the ring. So, Yeah. Um, before, before, I just want to give my thoughts on it because he's it, uh, exactly what you said. I, he comes out and he even says it. He's he He's not been able to. If you want to call it portray, but be this Bray. I haven't been this able is, to show you guys this side of me. This, yeah, this this is the the real Bray, as it were. And <clears throat> I don't doubt for a second that what he was saying on SmackDown was legit and from the heart and and very real. But to take that. And tie that in with Uncle Creepy, or whatever they're going to call this new mask guy, was just so fucking perfect. That's the, that's what makes this. This wasn't just a heartfelt promo where 
where you know it makes you feel something. There was a there was a nice little Bray Wyatt twist at the end. Yeah. Because if it hadn't been that, if it had, if if it had just been Bray coming out and being like, "I love you all, y'all did this amazing thing for me when I was doing this amazing thing for you," that's great. Thank you so much. Good night. All of us would have been like, what "The fuck was what was that? What?" Yeah, that's true, and not in the good way, right? <laughs> um, yeah that that shouldn't. I, I watched to the end of my DVR recording because after Uncle Creepy talked and it derped out to the to the upside down wasp thing or whatever yes. that is, which is I cool didn't, by the way. I, I didn't realize that was the end of SmackDown. Oh really? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, it's over. Oh, see, okay. <clears throat> I was on the other side of that because. They had the Fatal 4-Way match, and I was like, can we hurry this up? <laughs> you promised us Bray! Let's go! Don't even get me started on that fucking match. Um, actually, we'll talk about that oh, later. We'll get there. Alright, so anyway, I thought that was really good. Fantastic promo by Wyatt, and the twist at the end with, as you mentioned, Uncle Creepy, the fucking V from uh, Vendetta Mask. I don't know what that thing is. But it's fucked up, and it didn't even pull any punches. It was like, no, you're dead. You can stop breathing. What? <laughs> so good, so good. I have been, I have been hyped for this since everybody started saying, "What is it?" Correct? And it's, it's the white rabbit. It's good. It's, it's right. I'm like, ooh, I kind of hope it is. Right. I kind of hope it is. And then it was. And I was sitting in a hotel room watching Extreme Rules and just. Right. Uh, oh my god. So I agree. Because that, that was fucking amazing. Yes, it and was. As, as as one of y'all mentioned uh, last, last week, whatever whatever week that was, Triple Triple H also calling up the uh, copyright bug from NXT. Uh, I knew he was doing that, by the way. <laughs> I knew that that was completely uh, a thing. But I will say he had me for a second as we kept getting closer and closer to... Well, I mean, they're on they're on the network. But still, it was like, are we actually going to do something here, or what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, just because just I, I wasn't on the episode, we talked about that. Neither was I. Shit, <laughs> my work, his work's been fucking crazy the last couple of weeks but yeah watching extreme rules and just waiting waiting and you get through the strap match with carrying cross you're like oh yep. okay i guess it's guess it's not it doesn't it's not involve carrying cross okay sure uh and yeah get to the end and riddle wins and you're like okay daniel cormier's holding up his hand okay even before riddle won just before the and, match started, and you realize that that's the main event. I had said to you, it doesn't mean that Bray's going to interact with anybody in this right, main right. event. And props to Michael Cole because as soon as the weirdness started, what, what did he? What was the first thing he said? Are we off the air? Exactly. Are we? Off, are, we are we off the air? Are we still on? Are we still on the air? So good. It's just yes. perfect. It was so good. And then, and I love that door. <clears throat> I love the door. 
I know everybody swings open out the circle. Oh, and that was an homage to Brody when he came in as uh, right, right. Brody Lee in AEW. But um, what was he, the enlightened one? No, no, no. What was Brody? The, the oh my god, is it exalted one? The exalted one. That was it. Um. So. <laughs> <clears throat> I know everybody always talks about the loudest pops in wrestling history, but what I loved about this pop is it kept happening. <laughs> yeah. The lights go off, people pop. The whole world is in our oh, hands, that, people pop. Was, speaking of perfection, just that looping recording of Bray by himself singing these guys' hands. Oh, that was amazing. I, I, I said it. I think I said it in the Discord, and I said it a couple other places. That was that whole segment at the end of Extreme Rules was delightfully fucked up. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, just wonderful. Just it was fan- fucking perfect, fucking fantastic. I think I watched it like seven times. But anyway, <laughs> um, and there was obviously there was no doubt that it was Bray. Like that 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 was the best part, but also when he finally actually did take the mask off at the end, crowd went nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the crowd, I, th- I think part of that was because we saw The Fiend. Yes. So nobody knew, like... like right. right. And that, in, in the moment, you're not like, hey, that Fiend is shorter and a little bit fatter. <laughs> no, you thought that was just where Bray was coming from. Like, boom, in the crowd, he's The Fiend. Uh, but anyway... Um, yeah, fantastic work, and I know Jason had mentioned that that Bray needs to stay away from the supernatural, and we can do that, and we can still be creepy as hell. I don't think he said stay away from the supernatural as much as it was stay away from the title, because you can't have a supernatural being. Well, he was that, he no he did the first he did. Title is that the fiend was fucking undefeatable. Yes. So okay, he's got the title. What the fuck do you do now? No, but I I know Jason has mentioned that he doesn't want to see Wyatt uh, teleport or fucking shoot lightning or or stupid shit like that, and I agree with that. But I don't even think you have to go there. This doesn't have to turn into a um a mm-hmm. ghost story. This can be a man with multiple personalities that is just really fucked up. <laughs> and that works. Believe Glorious it or not, so. it works. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Now, I will give credit where credit is due. The other promo that really caught my attention this week was MJF and William Regal. Um, and I, I thought both did a really good job. And everybody says, oh, yeah, well, it's easy when you're shooting. and then, Okay, but you know what? The delivery was on point. Mm-hmm. Nobody stuttered. Nobody uh, hesitated. Everything both those guys said, you got behind it. But the one thing I'll say about MJF's promo is, and it's a thing he's done before in this situation, and every time it's just kind of like, eh, I don't need you to tell me this is real life i don't need that that's true because that pokes that pokes at that kind of fourth wall in a way that just kind of just kind of makes me go just don't yeah no no because you can because you can yell at me that this is real life and yes i know that that others that every that this is i know that this is not real but i don't need it's (laughs) It, 
it gives me that kind of squeaky brawl for all thing where JR's going, well, this is a real fight. Well, then what the fuck is everything else? <laughs> you know what? It, it's all in how you do it. And I think sub- subtlety goes a long way. Like Seth Rollins brought up a real life situation with Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle's wife divorcing him and, and taking custody of his children. But he wasn't like, and now I'm going to insult you for real. In your real right. life, <laughs> exactly. Very good. That's a very good way to put it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you can do you can do real life without pointing out that it's real life. But uh, to their credit, I will also say I like that MJF tells this story of um, you shattered a nineteen-year-old kid's dreams, and William Reed was like. Listen, sunshine. I was getting my face shattered in in the in the fucking circuses in England to be in this business when I was sixteen. Yeah. When I was sixteen. So yeah. fuck you. You got an email, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and you know he's telling the truth because the era that he came up in. Yeah, they used to beat the fuck. They didn't want you in the business. They wanted to um, weed out yeah. anybody who didn't fit. Yeah. No, I I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that, that MJF segment. I still think it's a little weird that MJF is the face in this program. I don't... Um, because we talked about it when the company started, and MJF was a good guy and Cody's buddy. Yeah. That we were just waiting for the turn, because it's MJF. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. He is a dick. Um, well, that's the thing. When Regal turned around and he was like, hit me, he, sh- he probably should have hit him. I mean, <laughs> But to add to that, the promo at the end of the show, the end of Dynamite. Oh, when when MJF was like, "I'm gonna, I don't for want any first, excuses." For the first time in my, uh, I'm gonna do something I've never done before. I'm gonna earn it. You didn't like that part. Um, you just for those of you listening at home, Sal just rolled his eyes at me. I. There's a lot of similarities the way this character is is going, um, similar to way, the way The Rock went in '97, okay, where he was a heel and he used to say the most outlandish, hilarious shit while tearing people down, but the crowd just forced it and they forced it and they forced it until they finally made him a face. Um, I think AEW is going a little too fast. As they as they are one to do, but uh, I think that's why they originally brought him back with the firm because he was going to be a shitbag heel, but it just seems like nobody wants to boo him anymore. <laughs> you know, they, I mean, they certainly don't. So at that point, what do you do? You 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 know stick your head in the sand and, and pretend that you don't hear it. And you just keep making him be a fucking shitbag heel? I don't know. It is, it is an interesting situation, but I feel like it's one that, that if MJF could make work. Because they did the thing in Long Island where he came out and was team homeboy good guy for like five minutes. And I was like, okay, shut the fuck up. This is about me. Yeah. It, he absolutely could make it work. I, I don't know. Maybe Tony, and God knows he needs help booking. But 
But to 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 another point, 1997, mm-hmm. very different time. Oh yeah. 2022, 2023, as we're approaching, with the the brand culture, if you want to call it that, the internet culture as it is. They're going to do what they want anyway. Sure. Sure. No, no, it's true. Nobody listens anymore. Nobody, you know, <laughs> nobody. That's what's, that's what's wrong with those goddamn kids these days. <laughs> nobody fucking listens anymore. Um, they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. But, I, but, 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 I will say this. If you want to have MJF as a babyface for now. <clears throat> And then you turn him as his contract, you know, as of, as what we're told of when his contract is actually coming to an end. And you use that in a storyline, you could make him a mega heel. Especially if he was a beloved baby face for like six months. And I will give credit if it's to MJF or to Nikon or... We gave them plenty of shit for how this was pulled off in the lead-up to the surprise return at All Out, uh, and how you know it could have been done much, much better and not, instead of just, I'm going to yell and scream and I'm going to call Tony Khan a fucking mark, and then I'm not going to be on TV for three fucking months. But they've done the since he came back and won the chip. He's you, you can't argue that he's not the hottest thing in the company. He is absolutely he is hundred percent. And and the funniest thing is um, when when Punk won the belt at Money in the Bank back in 2011, and then he disappeared for two weeks, right? Because he was supposedly he left the company, right? He came back, and everybody was like, "Oh, see, he came back too soon." So Tony Khan's like, all right, we'll just keep him off TV for three months then. (laughs) Problem is, you did nothing for three months. So it's not like he was dropping these, like, uh, TikToks or these fucking tweets, like, where he was, like, attacking Tony Khan, like, personally or something. You know what I mean? Like, you could have made it story for three months, even if he's not on TV. But you just chose to completely ignore it. To the point where, like, by the time you brought him back, it was like, oh, well, finally, what the fuck? We could have had a right. fun summer. Like, right. Well, we all know um, what that was, too. We know because he wanted to have his summer of punk. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go for you? I'm old, I'm tired, working okay. fucking children. Anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to talk about that, gentlemen. That's fine. Um, on the note of promos, mm-hmm. this is just a very quick note uh, from NXT last night. Okay. Um, Alba Fire gets a shitty victory over. So last night's NXT was not great. I'm just going to say that right now. Interesting. Alba Fire, Alba Fire gets a shitty victory over Sonya Deville, and then gets beaten down by Toxic Attraction. Sonya Deville. That brings Mandy back out. 
And Mandy says, in in her little promo, she says, "In Halloween Havoc, I'm gonna fight fire with fire." And combining that with a note from another podcast that we both listened to, where one of the hosts said, "Alba, Alba should just set Mandy Rose on fire." We can we have the first ever women's inferno match? Can Looks we just like do it. that? Because that'd be great. We'll I'm probably get it that'd, there. That'd be great. Um. For, uh, oh, but for anybody who thinks that we might be kidding, let's not forget that just about a year and a half ago, they had a match where the stipulation was you had to rip someone's eye out. <laughs> oh, good God! Let's. <laughs> it's a thing that happened oh, on the record books. I'm trying anyway. to forget. I'm trying to forget about that era. So yeah, I can totally I see that. an inferno match from Mandy Shit. and Alba. Um. Oh, see, when you said from, I thought you were going to talk about the wrestling god who returned to Monday Night Raw. In in his way too large pants. Yeah. The fuck was he wearing? Holy shit. I didn't know Jenko made suits. Well, he has a new uh, protege, so to speak. Somebody who's as ugly as he is. Baron fucking Corbin. The Baron is back. Yeah. Where the fuck did they get that gear? <laughs> that looks awful. That's like some Dustin Road shit right there. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know about that. But uh yeah, he fought I, uh Dolph Ziggler. Uh nobody yeah. cared. Yeah. So good to see Baron Corbin has like another character change. It was like I like the the new theme music was like kind of a remix of the casino slot machine thing, but it wasn't the casino slot machine thing, which was nice. Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot of notes from that um, because it's Baron fucking Corbin. Because and also I don't give a shit about JBL. Oh, and and I want to clarify something for anybody who who says that JBL. Uh, JBL's promo was very much, to me, was very much old man yells at cloud. Yes, oh, 100%. 100%. Um, it was basically just a watered-down version of his shtick that he used to do back in 04. So, um, but here's the problem, okay? For anybody who, who tells me Baron Corbin's got talent, I wish they would do something with Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin had a good thing going with the with the happy Corbin. Dude, I'm sorry. I have not been interested in anything Baron Corbin has done in years. Nothing that man does entertains me. We don't need to have that argument. Um, That's fine if you think so. I know I just This whole new thing with JBL seems like a waste of time. I will not disagree with you there. I'm not I don't know what this is, but I, again Mainly because of my dislike of JBL, but I, nah. yeah, um, yeah, it, that his promo just felt so out of place. I thought you were gonna say out of touch, this, and you would have been right. <laughs> same, I mean, yeah. If this was the Attitude Era, you would have been licking our fucking boots, you piece of shit, sitting in the crowd watching while talents like Baron Corbin fall on TV. <laughs> I don't even know what to say uh, to that. Like, yeah, right. and he's saying that to Dolph Ziggler, and I, you know what? He's Dolph saying, Ziggler he's saying that to Dolph Ziggler, who's been in the company for twenty fucking years. Right. At this point. Well, I'm pretty sure I fought JBL at one point. I mean, I might be oh, wrong, but no, I'm sure they did. 
Ugh. Anyway. Derf. Bogler. Oh, by the way, JBL on commentary continually calling um, Kevin Patrick Shamrock. Is that racist? <laughs> 2005 is when it debuted. Who, Dolph? Huh. I mean, it was a, that was a bunch of house shows and, and heat. Was he, was he, um, he was, wasn't he, was he a still, caddy at that point? Yeah, uh, he was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was wrestling as Nick Nemeth with Kerwin White on a couple episodes of Heat. But, good God. Nemeth. Yeah, we, if we learned anything from Ryan, it's Nemeth. <laughs> have we learned anything from Ryan? I <clears throat> no. Uh, anyway, what was your most important thing of the week? Um. Well, beyond uh, on the promo, because yeah, that was going to be my number one. Um, let's talk about Mustafa Ali. Okay. Because okay. I, I personally, I enjoyed this return. I, uh, I enjoy it because there was a little bit of a backstory to it because, you know, he had that thing with Bobby where Bobby was like, I'll give you a shot. But Bobby lost the title and now Seth has the title and Seth is like, the fuck are you? <laughs> I like this. I have faith in uh, Triple H to do something with Mustafa Ali this time. Um I liked him going after Seth. I liked him saving Rall, uh, uh, Riddle rather at the end of the night. Um, I, I and I think that that match, when it comes down to it, Seth, Seth Rollins versus Mustafa Ali, it's gonna be a good match. What I want to this. is I want and and I have faith that Hunter can do it because I saw him do it <clears> in two hundred five. Take Mustafa Ali. And make him a very, very viable and believable contender to that U.S. title. And you don't have him win, but you have everybody wanting him to win, and he comes this close. For sure. I, I definitely feel like that's what that's. Give what me is. that story, because I feel like Ali plays that character the best. 100%. And we started it with Bobby Lashley when... when because even though, um, I think it was last week on Raw, it was either last week or the week before, but, but Lashley, uh, I think it was the week before, yeah, because it was before the Seth Rollins match. Lashley gave Ali a shot, and Ali fought his fucking ass off. <laughs> Surprisingly, because you thought it was going to be a squash. So So let's do that story. And I'm fine with it. Yeah, for sure. Because we, because we know, we know that Ali can work. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a fantastic fucking wrestler, and he's a person somebody that the crowd can get behind because they've yeah. done it before. Again, we we won't talk about that certain era where he led a certain group. <laughs>
Yeah, so, so Seth, Seth Rollins and, and Mustafa Ali are going to fucking kick ass in the ring. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I agree. Um, yeah, well, we can call that my most important thing. Because, again, I was going to talk about Bray, too. So, um, right, let's go to SmackDown. Okay. We start SmackDown with a car accident. Yes, we do. Why wasn't Drew McIntyre arrested? Um, Because to me, that's attempted vehicular manslaughter. Because it's a Triple H run parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) He's got some type of... uh, I do, I will, I will admit, I, it's corny, but I do get a chuckle every time someone on NXT says that the parking lot is the most dangerous place in the building. I mean, hey, me if, if he owns the property and it's private property, I guess maybe, you know. All right. Um, yeah, so aside from that, and, and no, I don't know why Drew McIntyre was not arrested. Uh, let's talk about the bloodline. Um, I thought they did fantastic work, as usual. Of course. But I'm probably in the minor- in the minority, because I, I think Sammy did too good of a job playing heel the past couple of years. Because <laughs> I don't want to see him turn face and join... Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to see him turn face and go against the bloodline. I want Jay Uso to be right. <laughs> I want the bloodline to to realize that Sammy's being a piece of shit and then beat the shit out of them. But what did Roman say to Jay on the phone? <sighs> and is and, and is that why Jay helped Sammy win, even though nobody saw it and nobody will admit to it? Well, that's even better. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, Roman, you know, he's the head of the table, so... His he, he, yo, all you can say when the head of the table gives you an order is yeet. You don't say yeet, we say yeet. You don't say yeet. <laughs> you ain't down since day one. <laughs> that, that promo with Riddle last week was so funny. Oh, and credit to the new day for being like, oh, is that your boss now? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Sam Zane? Sam Zane's your new boss? <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, what else? Anything else from SmackDown? Well, okay, let's talk RPG about the four. let's talk about the terrible, terrible trope of I don't want to be on this show anymore. Can I come over to this show? Yes. Oh, look, you're the new number one contender for something. Okay, it wasn't even that. It was... <laughs> <laughs> here's here's what I wrote down. Ray promises to never fight Dom. So Mania. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so within two hours, Ray wants to retire. Because it wasn't, I don't like that show, I want to come to this show. He was telling he was telling Trips, I'm done. I Get can't it. do this anymore. Got it. So within two hours, Ray wants to retire completely. My son, he broke everything inside of me. Gets talked out of that, gets traded to SmackDown for Baron Corbin, and now has an Intercontinental title shot. Because he beat Sheamus? Solo? And who was the other one? Uh, was it Madcap? Who the fuck was it? No, fuck. Sheamus, Solo, and Ricochet. Hey, Ricochet. Of all the fucking people to win that match, 
Um, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know when that Intercontinental title match is. If it's this week, if it's at Crown Jewel, I don't know. But, <laughs> oh, oh. At least he'll Gunther's make... Gonna, Gunther's going to beat the shit out of him. I was going to say, at least he'll make Gunther look good. And then he's going to want to retire again. Yeah. Yeah, take this Intercontinental title program where Gunther just beats the shit out of you for three months. See you at the Rumble. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it is good for Gunther because, you know... Getting those wins over a, a, a guy with the legacy of Mysterio, that's only going to help Gunther, but I don't give a shit about Rey Mysterio going for the Continental title. Yeah, no. It says Shinsuke Nakamura it's, written all over it. It's it's the same thing. Uh, it's, it's the same thing I said when when Sheamus won the won uh, that match for the for the title for the title shot the last time. Of those, I mean, Sheamus was in it this time, but they've already done that. And do I think we're getting another Sheamus versus Gunther match in, at some point in the future? I certainly hope so. Um, but of those four guys, I think Mysterio loses the least in losing to Gunther in an Intercontinental title match. Oh, yeah. Because uh, like you said, it'll give Gunther the rub of beating yet another, you want to call him a legend. Sure. But it also makes it the least interesting option. <laughs> I, You know what? I will also give credit to Sheamus because for so many years, Sheamus will start something and everybody will be like, I don't want to see that. That's going to be terrible. And then by the end of it, he makes you change your mind. I never said that. I never said I didn't want to see Sheamus versus Gunther. But no, no, but not even um, that. Like, think back to when he was fighting Cesaro, and everybody was like, "Oh, seven matches," and then <laughs> and then it ended in a draw, and it was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but then we got the bar out of it, and it was like the greatest thing ever for That's, a while. Yeah, fuck that thing. Um, banger after banger, banger after, after banger, banger after banger. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, do I want Solo Sokoa to be the Intercontinental Champion? Yes, yes, I. Do I want Solo Sokoa to beat Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship? Not necessarily. No, I, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> Someday, but not this day. Um, my only other note from SmackDown. Sal, mm-hmm. are you excited for Omos versus Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel? No. No, not in the least. But I, I guess Braun is a good um challenge for for almost right like uh, who else are you gonna put against this giant seven foot three um, man almost is gonna lose but okay well yeah he's gonna lose <laughs> it's braun fucking um, Strowman, and braun Strowman just came back somebody else made the point i want to say it was on that other podcast um it's i mean it's it's not gonna be a good match but it it's the it is the saudi crowd so they'll fucking eat it Hey, wrestling. I'm fine with it for that night. Two big giant men that are going to beat each other up, and Braun's going to run around real fast. So it's all right. It is what it is. It will be. You'll get a big pop when he does the, the tackle and gets almost off his feet. Which, Fair. again, we already know that spot is coming. Um, also from SmackDown, can you explain to me 
why Liv Morgan thinks she's Jerry Lynn. <laughs> uh, more on Jerry Lynn later. Um, like, I don't think I necessarily it's... want my Liv Morgan Jeff Hardying her back at this at, at such a young age. The the problem I have with it was that the the brawl was so bad. Like Liv, Liv does this. I think it was like a back suplex or something onto like a crate, but it was just like gently, please. And then out of the table and then climb. It's the, the conveniently placed cake, uh, table next to the conveniently placed whatever the fuck it was that you jumped off of. It's not good. It's, yeah. And it's not, I don't think it works for Liv's character. I don't know what works for Liv's character at this point, but I don't know. If I don't know it. what Liv's character is at this point. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> is she a psycho? Is she a daredevil? Is she a fight from underneath underdog? Or is she just a loser? <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but... <laughs> a little bit of Lexus. Um, okay. Was that it? Oh, you know what the other thing is, too, since since this happened on SmackDown? Do we really need damage control on both shows every week? Because uh, it's getting want, a little bit redundant. I want to like that. I do too, because I like getting, them all it's, individually. It's getting hard. That's not the phrasing I want. It's getting tough. <laughs> um, it's getting very tough. It really is, though, because I understand everybody's like, you know, Bailey's doing great work, but now that she, now that as Jason pointed out last week, Bianca defeated. Damage control by herself in that ladder match. Yep. Uh, I have immediately lost interest in yeah, damage that, control. <laughs> and I'll go back to it because again, it was not that episode. That was probably. It's. I, I hate to say it because it's. It sounds horrible, but I don't. I don't. I don't mean it in a sexist way, because you know me. But the women's matches were, were the two worst matches on Extreme Rules. They were both. Terrible, because you're asking people who never <clears throat> really have done hardcore weapons matches before to do those matches. Okay, but they should still have some psychology of, hey, weapons hurt. I should act hurt. Well, I blame the producers not, on that, and not say run up the ladder at full speed 20 minutes into the match, which is what I what I think completely fucked the timing of damage control coming out and interfering at that point, which is why that looks so fucking awkward. Yes. And yeah, Bianca taking out damage control three on one. Stupid. Yeah, it was A awful. stupid choice on whoever booked that. It doesn't do Bianca any favors either because she doesn't look tough she looks like Super Cena, and that's a dangerous line to walk. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of, and Bailey for some reason, I don't know why, she, she she doesn't transition well in these types of matches. Like, she did it at Hell in a Cell, too. She takes way too long setting something up, and then it usually, like, falls over and it doesn't work. 
<laughs> she did that a bunch in Hell in a Cell, and now and now she was trying to do it with the ladder, and I was just like, oh, just can we stop this? And then we get on 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 was it on SmackDown, yeah, on SmackDown, Roxanne is talking to Raquel Rodriguez because that's who she wants to pick for Pick Your Poison at NXT last night, and Bailey's like, well, why why you pick me? I was like, because you look like fucking shit at the pay-per-view, <laughs> and your whole fucking team got taken out by one person. Of course she's not going to pick you. Right. You're kind of a loser. Exactly. Um, hey, you know what, though? Roxanne Perez, good. she's been getting some, some main roster seasoning. Good on her. They see something in this girl if they're going to put her on Friday night, even for, you know... Once a month or something like that, or, or once every once in a while. Well, it, she she had to pick her poison, and then was on rock because she had to pick her poison. I know, but I'm just saying it's good to see that that there's not just like you're an NXT person, so you're gonna stay there until we're ready for you. No, we're gonna kind of slowly introduce you to the crowd, like here and there. <laughs> I like that they did it with Braun Breaker a couple months hope, ago. Hopefully, they start a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. Hopefully, they start getting reactions from the crowd, but still. Um, oh, speaking of reactions, <laughs> um, I understand that Miz and Dexter Loomis is like your new like favorite thing to do, even though it seems like Vince humor all over again, but got an intriguing twist this week. It did get an intriguing okay. twist when Johnny Gargano told him to to just admit what happened. And it made it yeah. sound like there's a reason why Dexter is exactly this. Which is something we've been missing for the past three months. Exactly. Why? But with that said, <laughs> I would have much preferred... That Johnny just yell, oh my god, it's Dexter, and Miz hop off the table and his knee is suddenly fine. Then having to deal with Byron Saxton, true detective, because that was just <laughs> stupid. Because I, I talked to the custodial crew, and they said that they saw you putting out the wet floor signs, and you putting the water on the floor, because their records show that that floor hasn't been mopped since last night. Who cares? We all Shut know up, it's Byron. fake. <laughs> we already knew it was fake. Nobody gives a shit about the details. We already knew Miz was faking. Thanks, Byron. <laughs> they are going to turn Byron, I wanted to say, into Kevin Kelly, but I actually enjoyed Kevin Kelly when he was in those skits. <sighs> I don't know. They're going to turn Byron into WWE's version of Robert Stone out there. <laughs> but yeah, what what is the truth? What is what is Johnny Gargano referring to? Oh, well, I mean, obviously in the horror movie, it's because um, Miz was drinking one night, hit uh, Dexter Loomis' real-life kid with his car, uh, told nobody, threw him over the side of a bridge, and now he's being stalked by his father. Isn't that what happened in I Know What You Did Last Summer? <laughs> I would answer that question if I'd seen that movie. Fair. Um, 
And like, man, oh man, now, I know Miz wanted to get out of this match, but did he have to be that mean to the stage with that chair? Oh, that poor stage. That stage that has a family. Stage. That stage didn't do nothing to you, Miz. Um, no, but that's, that's the thing. They're, that's, they're implying... That stage has a family. When when God damn it. when Johnny Gargano says to him, oh, what's the worst that can happen? You'll get canceled. You'll lose your house. It makes it sound like Miz did something fucking criminal. Right. That would cause him to actually go to jail. So where are we going with this? I don't know, but I'm intrigued again. Yeah, I was kidding with the whole Miz, you know, hit him with his, hit his son with his car or something. But, dude, this is Triple H. He did once fuck a corpse on Raw, dressed as Kane. <laughs> I will say that I will say the whack a mole last week was kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, it was. Um, and yeah, that, that they completely fucked up that cake spot. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, I'll, uh, 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 said Elias because I'm looking at sheet here. Uh, Dexter eating the piece of cake was fantastic. Good on Dexter for improving in that moment. Um, so. <laughs> What do you think of what Brock Lesnar did when he showed up and what he did to, to one Bob that, Lashley? This is just where I was going to go next. So we start, and I like it, we start Raw hot. We literally start Raw in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. Smart. And I, and I enjoy it because it's different. I enjoy that it's different. Yep. Uh, it's this... this there's only so many years in a row you can have somebody, come, the, the big face, come out and go, Welcome to Monday Night Raw! <laughs> and yeah, they beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, they did. And, and I am here for it. And I, I, I love what happened with the U.S. title last week because Brock Lesnar does not need to be fighting for the United States Championship. Agreed. They are, they are using the... the, the special attraction as a special attraction which is nice um yeah i am i am looking forward to to seeing these two go at it it should be because because of their history and because of their style they are gonna beat the shit out of each other and it's gonna be great i was a little concerned when brock first showed up last week because after he beat the fuck out of Bobby Lashley, the crowd was doing the one more time. Okay? Now, that's not good when Lashley's been a face the past six months and it's supposed to be one of your biggest faces. <laughs> right? But I thought Lashley got a lot of that back this week. Because as soon as Brock brought it to him, he brought it right the fuck back. And he put Brock through a table and he beat the shit out of Brock. And I thought Lashley came out of that looking great. This was a good pull apart. Yeah, even with all the even with all the tropes and the cliches, <laughs> Lashley running halfway across the arena to dive onto Brock over the announce table. I enjoyed that. I did too. Um, yeah, these these two, these are two guys that are just going to go out there and fucking fight. It's going to look great, and it's going. Um, I don't think. Don't think I'm going to be able to watch Crown Jewel live. 
I mean, it's going to be on at like twelve o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday, right? It's, no, it's it's a it's a, it's a Saturday, but okay. The first is November fifth. It's the first Saturday that that um should probably be working. Put it on in the van. I don't have a show that day, but yeah, on my phone. Yeah, why uh, not? <clears throat> Fuck it. This <laughs> data. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, I'll probably watch it some point. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoy the build to this. Um, I actually end up watching Crown Jewel this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Sal? Yes? Are you happy the OC is back? Mm. I was optimistic because when they first showed up, they didn't talk. And then this week, they opened their fucking mouths again. And I was oh, like, so <laughs> much. Between Raw and NXT, they talked so much. Yes, exactly. I, I was like, oh, good. Maybe they won't have them actually fucking talk. And then they did. I and didn't. All I felt I was those need, countless hours of watching BTE. I didn't need to see Cameron Grimes pull out a stack of $100, stick it in Luke Gallo's face, see Luke Gallo's come in his pants. Because there was a stack of hundred. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to see that. And I understand that you need to have somebody with AJ Styles to go against Judgment Day at Crown Jewel. It didn't have to be the OC. Of course it, it did. To be the good bro. Of course it did. I hate brothers. Although if it was the box, that would have been insane, right? <laughs> I hate brothers. Can you imagine if it was the Young Bucks? Can you imagine what the internet would do with itself if the Young Bucks showed up in WWE amidst all this fucking lawsuit it would, talk? It would cause a rift in the space-time <laughs> And we would all, all of a sudden, find ourselves... With Biff as our fucking stepfather? The, sa- the same age we are now, but... It would be like March fifteenth, nineteen eighty five, and we'd be getting ready for WrestleMania one. Mm. That would be something. Just all undo itself. And... Um. Well, I mean, that would be the only two people in the history that have talked more shit about the WWE than the Good Brothers. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Um, it's just yeah, that's always fun. I mean, it's it's to be expected, but I, I the, all the people digging up Carl Anderson's tweets about how shitty the, the WWE is when they fired last time. They never will never be back. We'll never coming back. Fuck you. I'm not- Look, it's not just wrestling. People do that with everything. Okay, even in sports or. Uh, Dude, I'm talking like even deep into sports. Like, if an announcer or like a radio personality says something from six years ago, people will dig that up and be like, "Hey, remember when you said that the Yankees would never sign Aaron Judge, or something like that?" Like, yeah, they they people love love to rub it in your face when you're wrong, or when you're when you look like a hypocrite. So. Am I surprised that people dug up those tweets? No, I'm not surprised. Does it make them look like bigger assholes? Well, 
you know. But <laughs> you you say dig up, but they didn't have to do that much fucking. I know. Well, that's because Carl Anderson and Luke Gales made sure that everybody heard them for two straight, three straight years. On Twitter, on BTE, on, on podcasts, on you know whatever, I mean? that, whatever their fucking shitty pay per view that Troy had to watch was. Don't don't forget they they very quickly went on Jericho's podcast and ripped the WWE apart. You know that was like their first stop. So, um, <clears throat> hey, Hunter, as always, seemed to have maintained a relationship with with them. So. I guess you need somebody, and Lord knows that uh, the Undisputed Era is not coming back anytime soon. So, <laughs> also, I almost wondered if this was just a Saudi thing. Like, will I hope so? Like, will we not see them after the Saudi show? I would love that. <laughs> I got news for you, though, and this this is actually going to be good storytelling. The uh, the Judgment Day versus AJ Styles in the club with Edge inside War Games. What would you think of that? Because Edge and AJ is where this all started. Who are you putting with the Judgment Day, though? Oh, they will have a secret, super, super secret, secret, super secret partner. Who's the fourth man? Yes! Yes! Let's do it! Let's do it! Let's do the who's the fourth man storyline. And then it's Rhea all along. No. All right. <laughs> Elias came back. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it. No, I did. I got a kick out of it. I enjoyed I did Riddle coming out there. Offering Elias his bong. That was... I was a little annoyed. Sal, do you want to hit my bong? O's? Um, was, that, was it Corey Graves? Was that, who was that? I don't, that's not what they call it. <laughs> or something like that. Um, just, to, just to cover. Because, you yes. know, the, RK, the, RK, the bro 420 shirt isn't a giveaway at all. I know. Um, I was a little annoyed that he was out there during the match because I was like, no, fucking don't do that. We'll get to, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Riddle, I, uh, I, I, en- I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the, the little promo thing. <laughs> I enjoyed Elias just getting, you could just getting so annoyed and just being, I'm not going to play with you. Play together right now. You can have a front row seat. And so Riddle sits in the middle of the ring, and as as Elias starts playing the song, Riddle's just very gently playing the bongos. Uh, I love that. But yes, why? This is this is my note here. At the end of the match, Elias costs Riddle the match yeah. because Elias gets super kicked by Seth because he won't interfere. After he interfered when the ref wasn't looking. Wait, oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> but then Elias slides in the ring. Why the fuck would you slide in the ring? I get it. Well, okay. On the one hand, I liked what they did with Seth being like, Hey, hit me. I'm about to lose this match. Hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. And then laying him out with a super kick when he didn't. I get that part. That actually is fine. 
Especially yeah. because, like we said, when the ref was turn- had his back turned earlier, so Elias hit him with the knee to yeah. the face. So I'm fine with that part, but yeah. it It's supposed to make Seth look like this great manipulator, and obviously architect, but um, eh, it just makes Elias look like a dumbass. It does. That was my... That was my only note at the end of that match. Is why the fuck would Elias slide in the ring? And it just makes him look dumb as shit. So I'm assuming next week he apologized to Riddle and they have a tag match against like Seth and KO or something. I don't know. <laughs> Not KO. KO's a good guy now. But um. anyway, anything else from Monday Night Raw? I was just going to ask you that question. Um, Not particularly... <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think here. I had way too much Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler on my TV this week. <laughs> um, and I I like what they did with AJ Styles and Dominic, but I also don't think that Dominic should be going, what, 15 minutes with AJ Styles? <laughs> 14, yeah. AJ carried the fuck out. Oh, yes, he did, and that's the problem. And AJ's great. AJ will carry anybody like that, but you could just tell when someone's a good few steps behind someone. Hmm. And it just felt like Dominic was, like, not... Let's be honest here. He wasn't ready for this type of match. He needed somebody like Miz or something. (laughs) Slow. Much slower pace. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? You gotta you gotta get the kid some fucking work somewhere. You gotta get him better. The only way you know how you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. Uh, you buy a ticket. <laughs> um All right, let's do dynamite and then we'll do NXT and then segue that into the Halloween applications at the end. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about from Dynamite? <laughs> I, I, I can just go in order on my notes here. Uh, Rio came back. Who cares? Apparently the crowd, but I, I didn't. In fact, I I just think it takes more shine off of Sheeta at this point. Like, Sheeta was actually back, getting a little bit of a spotlight, and now Rio's back. No, so forget that. But I don't think I heard JR say how much she weighed, so credit there. Yeah, yeah, give it a little bit. Uh, um... Oh, uh, my next note. Jericho sucks at pile drivers. Um, Could have left off the word pile drivers. I didn't. I didn't hate Jericho versus Dalton Castle. Um, it wasn't spectacular, but it didn't. It, I didn't hate it. I did enjoy. I didn't do it. <clears throat> I did enjoy Dalton throwing the boys one by one at Jake Hager. I enjoyed that spot. See, I'm um, glad you did, because I did not. But, obviously, Jericho is going to win. And then he tries to go after uh, Ian Riccoboni. He continues his quest to take out anything related to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... and Jerry Lynn makes the save. If you can call it that. 
Yeah, because that's what I want and, in 2020 is a program between him and Jerry Lynn. And Jerry Lynn takes one of the worst-looking pile drivers I have ever seen mm-hmm. onto onto the Ring of Honor title on the stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lordy, that was... That was something. Okay, so... <clears throat> I really enjoyed the hype video for Dalton Castle. Um, I enjoyed Ian Riccoboni putting him over. I enjoyed the entrance. I didn't care for the story that they told and the way they fucked it up because they're telling me the story how Dalton Castle didn't lose the world title, the world title, in a um, one-on-one match that he's been trying ever since he lost the belt to get it back. And then we do comedy spots. Like a few of them. So obviously the title is... That's Dalton Castle. I know that's Dalton Castle, but it doesn't, like... You told the wrong story going into this. Because it didn't make Dalton Castle... I knew Dalton Castle was going to lose. But now you're, like, rubbing in my face that he's going to (laughs) lose. And I hate Jake Hager. He can't act. He's terrible. Fuck that guy. (laughs) That's fair. I liked his hat. Shove it up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're purple Tuesdays we wear purple <sighs> also um, so um, you, you mentioned JR but JR actually hasn't been on the show too much lately oh that's right he wasn't there was he that's, no, why, no, that's he, why nobody he, that's why nobody mentioned that Rio weighs 98 pounds because it was, uh, it was uh, Tony Taz and Excalibur I believe he is still kind of recovering from his latest round of treatments. I don't yeah. know that for a fact, but um, so be. so Taz has been filling in, and a couple weeks ago, Jason said that Taz offers nothing anymore, and uh, he's just terrible out there. He's like Jericho on commentary, right? And I didn't know if that was true, and then I heard Taz this week, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> it's like Booker T now. It's all he's got all these stories. He's got to be the fucking center of attention. He, you know what I mean? Like ever since Jason pointed out, I kind of notice it now. I'm gonna be honest. I watch Dynamite, but I don't really pay attention to Dynamite. I certainly don't pay attention to the commentary at this point. <clears throat> I'm just like, oh, that's the match that's happening. All right. Yeah. Um, it's either the match that's happening or the promo that's going on backstage. Uh, or the or the other promo that's going on backstage. Yeah. Or the promo that's going on in the ring. But none of it really fucking matters. Like like Lethal had a promo this week, and so did the acclaimed. And I couldn't tell you what either one of those two acts said. They crushed Darby with a with a. With the door. Yeah. Remember that part. Yeah, and then they put him in the figure four on the other side. Yeah. I remember, I remember that. I don't... Uh, I remember Billy Gunn trying to get the crowd to chant, millions and millions, and nobody and Nobody did. did. I remember that. Nobody did that. <laughs> um, they... Yeah, no, that's an issue, because... It's weird. I thought Dynamite started off hot. I liked the best friends versus... 
that triangle for the trios titles right after uh, Orange Cassidy beat Pack last week. I like that story. That like, okay, now we're going after your trios titles. You know what I mean? What I I watched I watched the clips on Twitter and I watched the show this afternoon, and I I'm fairly certain Trent was just selling. Oh, I am too. I, I'm fairly certain just because I've seen Trent sell in that fashion before, and he looked to be fine walking away after that match. Um, we hope. I mean, look, this company, up until very, 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 very recently, does not have a good track record when it comes to that <laughs> Okay, and I don't have to even go back to Matt Hardy. I can just look at literally any Red Velvet match. <laughs> and how many times that fucking poor girl landed on the top of her head. By her own, by her own fault. By, um... I just... <laughs> look, I like I said, I think Trent's fine, and that's fine. But I actually did enjoy the match because I enjoy these competitors, particularly Death Triangle. But I would I would be yeah. lying if when when Ray Phoenix did the um, the drill claw that I wasn't like oh shit. <laughs> I don't think it was a drill claw, but yeah, um, Steiner screwdriver. It wasn't that either. It started as a suplex. He dropped him on his head in a pile driver position while in like a tombstone position. That but, doesn't make it a drill claw. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, the opening match is great. We've already talked about MJF. Yeah. Um the, the women. Um So we'll talk about the main event. Um uh, we'll start <laughs> the way it started. I like Hangman going after him in the crowd. I enjoyed that. I, we go we go to break on the uh, Charlotte Flair moonsault off the vomitorium, mm-hmm. and we come back from break, and Mox is bleeding. Of course he is. Of course he is. And Regal's like, I'm concerned about that cut. Since when? <laughs> That's a bunch right. of bullshit. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Before we even get there, because there was a couple things before the main event. That I okay. just wanted to mention. Number one, <laughs> I hate, absolutely hate Wardlow and a tag team. You need to stop with that shit, okay? I don't even remember that happening. Wardlow and Samoa Joe? Yeah, I remember them kind of doing a thing last week. Did they do a thing this week? Uh, I believe so. Hold on one second here. Uh, let's see. Uh, wait, Dalton Castle fought Jericho. Uh, okay, it was after that. And then... Yeah, didn't they have a thing? They had a thing. Where they beat up, like, two jobbers. Joe... No, they beat up, um... Tony... They didn't have a match. They didn't beat up Tony Nese and, and what's his face? Not on Dynamite last night. All right. Fuck it. 
I could have sworn they did, or I could have sworn they did something. I remember. Yeah, I think that I feel like they did something on Rampage, maybe. Oh, maybe I saw a Rampage highlight and thought it was on Dynamite. Rampage. Because I didn't actually watch Rampage, but yeah. Because why would you? <laughs> uh, Rampage sixty-three. Uh, yeah, they didn't have a match on Rampage, but I, I feel like there was something. Samoa Joe Wardlow came out and yelled at someone, and then Samoa Joe came out to keep him from getting Joe in a fight or something. Anyway, who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah, I see. It's Samoa Joe. They haven't done shit with him. He's the ROH television champion. Wardlow is the TNT champion. You're taking your two secondary, not secondary champions doing them in a tag team because reasons. But it's also intertwined with FTR, and it's also intertwined with the Embassy, who I guess are an ROH stable, but they also have Brian Cage with them. And also, swear, they're, they're planting seeds for a swerve in our glory breakup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're starting to have disagreements about shit. So, was that it? Because Swerve and Our Glory were backstage, and they had a backstage segment with somebody who was saying that they want next. Maybe it was FTR. Yeah, yeah. it was FTR. Yeah. FTR wants next. Well, Renee was like, you've been number one ranked for like three years. You going to do anything about that? <laughs> and um, Swerve and Our Glory were like, yo, fuck that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know why they turned into Bianca Belair, but they did. So, uh, I don't... <sighs> Again, this is the problem with, with, with AEW. There's so much shit I don't care about because you have not done the work to put... Um, to make me care about these people. Every week it's just random shit and nobody fucking cares and then we're on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as I'm watching it, sometimes, like, I am, like enjoying like the product but as far as like story beats there's barely i i shouldn't have to religiously follow three four five different twitter accounts i shouldn't have to live and die on every tony khan tweet to know why bandito is getting a shot at the ring of honor title against chris jericho I thought you were going to say I shouldn't have to watch three fucking YouTube shows to actually understand what the fuck's going on, because that's the other part of that. That's it. Yeah. And that's, uh, oh, anyway, so back to the world title. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Cincinnati, in Mox's hometown. Mm-hmm. And I... So... <laughs> I have watched this clip... A bunch of times. Watch Dynamite on this after this afternoon on my big TV. I still cannot tell you how Hangman got fucked up. If Mox hit the clothesline too high, or if Hangman tried to do the inside out and landed weird, I have no idea. I thought he landed weird what, on the inside what, out. But... What KO'd Hangman? 
I thought he landed weird, but it could have been the clothesline. Um, remember, <laughs> we were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, SummerSlam 98, Austin uh, kicks Taker in the stomach, Taker pops his head up, and the back of Taker's head hits Austin right in the jaw, right under the jaw. Sometimes shit like that just fucking happens. Right. If you look at the clothesline, mm-hmm. and it's hard to see because it's quick, obviously, but it looks like Mox was a little high and may have caught Hangman like kind of on the side of the head. Oof. Or, and, and I mean, that might have you know, hit, hit the jaw, might have hit the butt, might have taken him out that way. Um, and, and Hangman just kind of did what he could of the, of the inside-out flip, just kind of out of instinct at that point. But you can see it immediately. When when hang when Hangman lands, Paul Turner for once is right there and is looking at Samson at ringside going, You need to get in here. He's fucked up. Yeah. Now the last thing that AEW would ever want to do is stop a match in the main event on Dynamite, especially a world championship match. But for once they did. They did. Right. <laughs> and, again, if Hangman was out cold and they were supposed to go into another spot, maybe Paul Turner and Doc Samson had no fucking choice. Because, like we said, this company hasn't exactly had a good track record. But I do think they made the right choice <laughs> for once to stop the fucking match. Um, now, the problem is... Because this is not the typical way they handle things, we have announcers trying to play into kayfabe, while we have other announcers affected by the reality of the situation, and it kind of turned into a clusterfuck on commentary, because nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Right. We, we throw to Mox... Excalibur, like, let's go down to let's go down to our champion. They cut to Mox for like two seconds and then go right back to commentary. But they, <laughs> and I understand that you're kind of going by the seat of your pants at this point because this is obviously not how things are going to plan to go. I think we got back into where things were planning on going when when we got to MJF. Um. But Mox starts his little promo by by hoping I don't even know how to phrase this by saying basically he hopes that Adam Page is gonna be okay so he can play with his kids and hug his wife and I'm like did you fucking cripple him? Mox absolutely makes it sound. Like, Adam Page is crippled from the neck down. <laughs> it's like, oh my, like, it was, it was weird. Well, I think that was the biggest fear uh, immediately, is that's what a lot of people thought. Did he, did he break his neck? You know what I mean? Um, the official announcement, uh, Hangman Adam Page was taken tonight by medical personnel to a Cincinnati trauma center and diagnosed with a concussion. He was discharged, but will remain in AEW's concussion protocol which I commented, they have a concussion protocol. Yeah, it's really uh, shitty. AEW and Hangman Page are grateful for the exemplary response and care of staff and local medical personnel and are appreciative of the love and support of fans everywhere. That is the official statement. Um, 
Yeah, it's been said. We've we've said it. Uh, it's been something that's been said for a long time by the he AEW botches Twitter account. Um, at some point, this something like this is going to happen, and it's going to happen a lot worse than it happened last night. Um, we are very lucky that this seems to be just. Uh, just a knockout moment, just a concussion moment. Nothing worse for Hangman Page. Um, but yeah. Well, okay. The, the, I take a I take a little bit of umbrage with that statement. Okay. Because first of all, we've already had it happen. All right. Let lest we forget Matt Hardy getting his fucking head split open on concrete. Um. Uh, what I what I. I know I mean, you're talking about somebody getting drawsed. I know that's what you're talking about. But, there you go. But still, they're... They, drawsed or worse. Between Matt Hardy, Adam Cole, um, Kyle O'Reilly, there have been some serious injuries. Alex Reynolds. There have been some serious injuries that these people might be out a year, or they might be done. Which is really hard to swallow. Like, if Adam Cole is done... That's going to be tough to deal with. And I mean as a fan, because he's one of my favorites. But I don't think last... Like, last night wasn't a fucking um, a Penta pile driver on the apron. Do you know what I mean? Last night was a clothesline. And I think last night was a legit accident. Yeah. And I don't think it had anything to do with risk. Like, it wasn't high risk. It wasn't a death match. It wasn't anything like that. Um, <coughs> but yeah, thank God, thank God that it's not a, a, a worse situation. And I would love it if AEW did everything they could to prevent stuff like that from happening in the future. But I don't think they will. They don't have a good track record. Yeah, watching watching the video back because it was recently it recently made the rounds again. But the, the Alex Reynolds one is so fucking ugly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I agree. So disgusting. Because they're, they're, just, they're just stepping over him. Like, it's obvious that he is fucked up. And you are doing nothing. And then the Bucks get tagged in. And pick him up so they can get their shit in. And it's it's just so gross. I agree. I completely agree. And you have to wonder, too. I mean, that's the thing, too. It's not even just the, the protocols or the people in charge, but the Bucks know better than that. They've been wrestling a long you time. hope. They've been wrestling a long time. It's just a selfishness at that point, to be honest, in my eyes. It's not It's not a, a case where they didn't know. It's a case of, no, I have to get my shit in. You know, and that's the grossest way I could think of it. Like, God forbid that's true, but that's what it comes off as. It's what it looked like. So, you know, who knows? Maybe if Hangman was in the ring with someone else last night, it would have went worse. Who knows, right? But, um... 
Yeah, I, I like I, like you. I watched the clip a bunch of times. I didn't see anything wrong with the spot, like setting it up or anything like that. It just got knocked out. It almost got fucking. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we shouldn't. I shouldn't. That I yeah, I shouldn't lump it in with, like you said, your red velvets and things like that. Because this this was very much a, 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 a shit happens. Situation. Yeah, this wasn't Jeff Hardy jumping off the gymnasium. <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> Matt, Matt Hardy. No, uh, Jeff, when they were in... Sky left. No, but when Jeff was... Um, <clears throat> he did the swanton off the ladder that was in, like, the the back area. Remember? And, he, and then, ever since then, he started doing the swanton, like, weird. Oh, landing shitty on his Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Which is the other, th- which is the other thing about Liv. She hits that senton, and sometimes you're just like, "Oh God!" I told you, I think she's way too young to be fucking throwing herself off tables and through tables at this point. Not even that, just the way she lands on the on the other person. Uh, um, yeah. All right. NXT. Uh, real quick. Okay. J- just a very quick side note. Uh, Adam Page said it last week during his promo at Mox. He said, all my old friends are gone. This week, Excalibur made a mention of the former trios champions, the inaugural trios champions. And I don't know if he did it by accident, (laughs) but um, are we on the cusp of the elite returning? Because it seems like that's the way the dominoes are falling. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. I said. They, I mean, they they just they released a steal today. That's what I mean. Seems things seems like things are going in that direction. Which look, that's what I bet my money on when all this went down. So anyway, that was the last thing I have on that. Now I did not get the chance to watch NXT. How was it? You mentioned you weren't that impressed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But there were so many WWE superstars on it this week. That was the problem. That's one of the problems. <laughs> it was like watching SmackDown again. <laughs> the only, no, okay, not the only. Alba Fire pinned Sonya Deville after a shitty roll up, like I talked to, like I talked about. Like Cora Jade beat uh, Raquel Gonzalez by disqualification. Because Raquel Gonzalez is a fucking moron. Oh, God. Rhea pinned Roxanne Perez. But yeah, everybody else fucking lost to the main roster talent. Oh, really? <laughs> Rhea beat Roxanne because Roxanne's going to win on Saturday. More on that in a second. Uh, Good Brothers and Cameron Grimes beat Schism. Oh. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura beat Stax. Yeah, I saw a Twitter pic of Tony D shaking hands with Shinsuke, um, saying thanks for teaching Stacks a lesson. So yeah, every main roster guy went over. That's uh, ugh. <laughs> uh yeah. Rhea Ripley defeats Roxanne Perez. Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Channing Lorenzo. Uh, 
That was a match. That <laughs> there was one match that didn't have main roster talent in it. Oh, sorry, two. Um, <laughs> and then, then there was this one. So they announced that Shotzi is the the host for Halloween Havoc. Yep, I saw that fine. on Twitter. Which is fine. And then Zion Quinn comes out and is like, "Hey, if you want to make a really good show, you should have me as your co-host." And then Quincy Elliott comes out and is like, "Nah, girl, I'm super queer. You should have me as your co-host." And Shotzi's like, "Hey, y'all are gonna have a match anyways. So whoever wins that match can be my co-host." Oof. I don't. That's some main roster bullshit. <laughs> and not even with the main roster people. That. And Quincy Elliott defeats Zion Quinn. But Quincy Elliott is the co host of Halloween Havoc. I don't like Quincy Elliott. And I feel bad saying that are as you, an LGBT person. I was going to say, are you. I don't like Quincy Elliott. Are you allowed to not say that? To say that? <sighs> No, of course you're not. You're allowed to feel however you want to feel, but um Match was not good. I don't think Quincy Elliott is good. I don't think he's I don't think he should be on TV. Look. This has and all nothing... the matches and, and most of the matches were fucking short as shit. Ugh. Uh like Cora Jade versus Raquel Rodriguez, two minutes and forty two seconds. Quincy Elliott and Zion Quinn, two minutes and forty nine seconds. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Ora Mensa and Wes Wesley, two minutes and forty three seconds. Really? Alba Fire versus Sonny Deville, two minutes and nine seconds. Jesus Christ, you would have thought with Hayes and, and Trick they would have let him go for like ten. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura and Channing Lorenzo, five minutes twenty two seconds. No, we got that's almost not, no. That's not. We got almost ex-ing. thirteen minutes with Rhea Ripley and Roxanne Perez. Well, that's we got, good. We got twelve minutes basically for the for the six man. But <sighs> everything else is short as fuck. Yeah, it's it sounds it, man. It doesn't sound like I'm going to go back and watch it. I'll tell you that much. Not a good All right, so here's the thing. In my opinion, with Quincy Elliott, um, my first introduction to the character was his vignettes on NXT because I didn't I didn't see him on Level Up or anything like that. Um, and I was intrigued by the character. I honestly was. And then when he got in the ring, I thought he moved slower than Big Daddy V. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, eh. Like, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't, really has nothing to do with the character as much as it has to do with, I don't think this guy is a good worker. And he might be someday. But right now he seems very, very green, and I just, not I ready just for clicked TV. His profile, I clicked his profile on Cage Match. He's been working since 2018. That's still not that much, especially with know. the pandemic in the middle of that. I, I honestly would have thought he was to the better from somewhere. I don't like it. Yeah. That being said, I, I will say that sometimes you don't hit it out of the box when you're first on TV on NXT. For years, we've seen people kind of have to find their way. 
So it's not it's not dead in the water. It's just not doing anything for me right now. Yeah, this the the the, the super diva or whatever the you know, yeah just doesn't do it. Yeah, there's like there's definitely things missing. It just to me when I watched the presentation, I was just like, it seems like a. I think honestly, I think one of the main issues that I have is you've got you've got Sonya Deville, who is a wrestler that is gay. Got um, shit. What's his name? Fred Rosser, Damien, not, not Darren Damien. Young. Darren Young, thank you. Who is a wrestler? Who's gay? Anthony Bowens. Exactly. And that, and, and then there's this. Does it? Okay, I'm glad you said that because it Which, feels like we're going backwards with this. <sighs> it feels almost stereotypical to the point of insulting. Even if that's who this person really is. Even if that's like their real life personality. <clears throat> it doesn't play well on, on TV right now. It just yeah. doesn't seem like it adds up. And you can... It seems like they're trying. And, and that's kind of a problem because now you're trying to portray something. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, we just talked about Dalton Castle. <clears throat> He's a showman. He's a showman. He's he's very extravagant and elaborate, and I like the presentation of Dalton Castle. With Quincy Elliott? Uh, and you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, I'll throw I'll throw this in there too, because Zion Quinn has not done anything to impress me recently either. <laughs> I thought that guy had all the tools when I first saw him on TV, and then I was like, eh. He's really basic right now. I will say I did. I did. I did get a slight pop at Quincy at Quincy's line. Uh, I want to see Zion Quinn in a Halloween costume. Oh. Let's get him. He's a good-looking man. Sure. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Don't you can. You can. <clears throat> You can skip NXT this week. With Halloween Havoc this Saturday, I most likely will. Plus, we had a we had back we had two separate backstage segments with Chucky. Ew! I hate that yeah. stupid fucking doll in my wrestling. I hate any doll in my wrestling. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a go it was the go home show for Halloween Havoc, and in true WWE fashion. It was not great. They tend not to be. Even with Triple H in charge, I noticed this for Extreme Rules. <clears throat> the go-homes have been crap. And, of course, the first comment, cage match. Triple H was so desperate in beating AEW, they literally throwed a ton of, throwed a ton of main roster stars in a developmental brand. Oh, fuck Um, it's a, it's a different way that they're presenting the product though, that what I've noticed, especially since Triple H has been in charge, they don't care if you tune into the, uh, 
to the go-home. They don't give a shit. They don't even give a shit to make the go-home good because they're going to make the pay-per-view good. Or the special event, as it were. And so far they have. So far they have. Since Triple H has taken over, I have not been disappointed with any premium live event. So, Speaking of which, watch your browser windows at rundownwrestling.com. You'll see the Halloween Havoc predictions right there below this episode. Listen to it. Put your name at the top there. Go through it. Let's see how you ready to go. Yes, sir. All right. Up first, our NXT Women's Championship match, Mandy Rose. So, I hate to say this, but uh, facts are facts. This is Halloween Havoc, and we bring out the scary girl with a baseball bat to challenge Mandy. That's all this is, is a bad horror movie. Mandy's going to retain. I'm I'm going elbow on this one. Okay. I think think this is the time. Mm, That's fine. Uh Ambulance match. Julius Creed against Damon Kemp. I like Troy's note here. If Julius loses, Brutus is murdered. Wow. Uh, not quite true. Uh, if Julius, uh, if, if Damon Kemp wins, Brutus Creed is out of NXT. So he sleeps uh, with the fishes. So <laughs> Troy's right. <laughs> Which is why Julius Creed is winning this match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damon, Damon Kemp is not winning this match. Good try, though. He'll have a good try. At least you tried. <laughs> uh, probably the match I'm most looking forward to, the ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, Oro Mensa, Wesley, Von Wagner, and Nathan Fraser. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> One of and these they... things has a sloping forehead. Um <laughs> <laughs> and if they go with that one thing, I'm gonna be mad. No, I, um, I you know what's what's funny? I, I'm gonna throw it out of left field. I think Wesley's gonna win it. You think Wesley? The NXT North um, American title has always been uh, a fan favorite for being an exciting title. Sure, sure, sure. It is a it's it's a toss up for me between three of, of these options. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so least likely, I think, is Carmelo Hayes of my three. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying least likely of the five. I'm saying least likely of my three that I think could possibly win. Okay. Um, uh, Wesley, definitely also on the list. I can definitely see them uh, making that choice and going in that direction. My third is Nathan Fraser. Because um, they had they had him win the best of three. Why was the best of three? I don't know. But they had him win the best of three with uh, Axiom. To qualify for this match, um, I can see them putting the title on. On, I think I I think that's where I'm going to go. So You're going to go with Nathan Fraser. I I am not uh, anywhere near certain of my pick in this match, 
which I'm always uh, not certain of my pick in these uh, huge, big multi-man matches, but that's uh, that's where I'm putting my little dot there. So we're going to. But I like your choice as well. Uh, yeah, it could. It's up in the air. Sure. Uh, up next, spin the wheel, make the deal. Where we haven't spun the wheel yet, Apollo Cruz versus Grayson Mercy Waller. Uh, just the shirt, Troy. He's not. Um, I, I don't like the build. You don't like what? I don't like the build for this match. I'm just gonna say it. I don't oh, like what the the eye. Apollo Cruz like somehow able to make Grayson Waller's eyes bleed. Can you not sit on my mouse, please? Thank you. Move your fat. Move that ass. Wow, dude, be nice to her. You. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. The cat. <laughs> of course, the cat. That's what I was talking about too. I don't have any female cats in this house. Oh. <clears throat> anyway, um, it's not that kind of cat house. <laughs> uh, uh, spin the wheel. Okay, so first of all, I, I hate that it's spin the wheel make the deal because they're already doing this later on. But this one is like the. PG version? I don't know. They already spun the wheel for the other one. So, I'm just going to pick Grayson Waller, because if it's not, what are we even doing? Yeah. But I can also see them going with Apollo Cruz. (laughs) So I'm going to pick Apollo Cruz. Hey, I only got three right for Extreme Rules. I'm not not, uh, trying to beat any records here. There you go. Um, the other spin the wheel, make the deal match where they already spun the wheel. Thanks just to Grayson, the aforementioned Grayson Waller, a weapons wild match, or the fuck that means. Uh, Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. Going Roxanne. As, as I said earlier, uh, Roxanne lost to Rhea because she's going to beat Cora. Yes. I agree. I think this is Roxanne's moment. She finally puts Cora down and she can move past it on to possibly. Mandy Rose. We'll see. I'll tell you, I'd like to put Cora down for sure. Sure you would. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Uh, and your main event, a triple threat match for the NXT Championship. The one the one good part of NXT this week, the Kevin Owens show. Uh, with these three gentlemen, uh, Braun Breaker defending against Ilya Dragunov and J.D. J- 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 McDon't Google him. Uh, again, uh bit of a toss-up here not uh it's it's not though it could be though not yet not yet my opinion uh, braun breaker wins Dragonoff will then go on to feud with mcdonough and then after that feud then we might get Dragonoff in the title picture one-on-one See, because I was going to argue that they'll do something creepy and McDonald will win. Really? Well, that could be definitely... That would be interesting, because then all of a sudden, you know, he instantly has three people that are looking to take him out. Braun Breaker, the former champ, Ilya Dragunov, and then also Tyler Bate. One of the big things from from the Kevin Owens show uh, was Kevin telling him that Nobody wants to see you as champion. Nobody wants to see. I called your mother. She doesn't want to see you as champion. 
Well, see, there goes Owens fucking selling you that it could actually be him. This he I know. Of this week, so he did like his I job. Said, it was the it was the only good part of NXT this week. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he planted that seed. That's a good seed, but I still think it's gonna be Breaker. Yeah, you're right. Most likely. So once you fill in all those, you click submit, and that sends it to our little spreadsheet where we keep track of these. And next week we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, I am not going to be able to watch Halloween Havoc live on Saturday. In again, but this time for a show. <gasps> WA, you're back on show. I appreciate them. Nice. At the American Legion in Riverside, Rhode Island, which is apparently the same as East Providence, South Providence, one of those two. Um, yeah. Go to that. That's where I'll be on Saturday. Legion. Riverside, Rhode Island. But I will have... I, I I asked for Sunday off because I will get home at like probably midnight thirty on Sunday morning. So I'll try to watch it on Sunday. Is this one I'm actually looking forward to? Nice, nice. Turn it's I, I it's 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 not a takeover, but it is the return of the NXT Premium. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's not because when they announced Halloween Havoc, I was like, oh, it's just another special episode of NXT. But it's not. It's a dumb thing. And it's Triple H, and I'm excited. Yes. Sean, by the way, the the Sean Michaels interview on After the Bell last week, I think, was really good. Nice. Go check that out. I will. I will definitely. Check I, I, enjoy, I enjoy After the Bell. I don't get a chance. I don't remember to listen to it. That's the problem. So they just pile I, up. I tried to subscribe to the bump. To, um, subscribe but to follow to, to have that in my list and that was too the, the bump the bump is too kayfabe for me after the bell is a little bit looser oh is it so i i enjoy it much more so is the bump similar to the way they do raw talk and and kind of like how they used to do talking smack probably okay it's just it feels more like a morning show but it's definitely every it's definitely everything is in storyline yeah, at least the, the few times that I tried to listen to it. Whereas so, after the bell, after the bell is a legit Corey Graves, Vic Joseph, talking to whoever. Yeah, I like that better. I like that better. That format. And one of my favorite things two weeks ago, uh, he had Kevin Patrick as his guest host uh, because Vic was doing his honeymoon thing. Uh, and that's when I learned that Kevin Patrick calls Corey Graves gravy. And it just makes me so happy. <laughs> that just makes me happy. Calls that's him gravy. amazing. That is amazing. Anything else before? Oh, mm. one more thing from NXT that I forgot that I just saw on my notepad. At the very end of NXT, they did a little teasy tease. Uh, too late for us to put it on the prediction contest. They did a little teasy tease that Austin Theory might cash in for the NXT title. I was about to bring that up earlier, and then something derailed me. Um, I am cool with even that just being a tease. But 
also I'm cool, cool with it being a tease. I'm cool if it happens. You're right. Because that's another thing that Austin Theory can be like, I'm a fucking history maker, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. It's, I it's do a, history. It's a little twist, but it's not terrible. Because when I think about it, boy, would that get some heat if he used that to take the title off of Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was nothing. He just showed up at the end of NXT as they were, as they were brawling and just held, held up the briefcase. And fucking Vic and Booker were like, oh, God, God. So, I dig it. Dig it. I dig it. Oh, uh, I didn't get a chance to comment on this last week, and I know you didn't either. The new commentating teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely enjoy SmackDown, because I think yeah. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett do a great job. Um, and I like that Wade is self-deprecating. I like that he he called himself like old and like, beat up the other day or something on SmackDown. I laughed. Um, <clears throat> oh, he said, yeah, I can't do that. They were talking about Sheamus, and he was like, I can't, I'm all old been beat up because of Sheamus. <laughs> yeah. thought that was funny. Um, yeah, Booker T. <laughs> Ugh. Well, last week, last week, when Toxic Attraction came out, Vic said something about being glad that Wade wasn't there because he'd have to hear about thing. And Booker T or somebody made a mention of Booker T getting an erection, and I don't need that. I don't need that. Remember when he fought Stone Cold Steve Austin in in the supermarket? Yeah, that was fantastic. Everybody thought that his, his his cock fell out. (laughs) <laughs> I'd forgotten that part of the story, but now that you mention it, I remember it. Oh, Booker T. There can only yeah. be one Booker I, T. Thank God for that. You know, I had a dream where you died. I'm just going to uh, say that. <laughs> I like Kevin Patrick. I, I, uh, I'm willing to give him time to acclimate because he's only done commentary, I think, once before as a stand-in <laughs> one time. A Booker T should be better. Troy made it sound like he did commentary on main event. Well, I, haven't, I don't watch main events. No. Okay. Neither does anybody else. So. We're talking actual shows. So. Um, <laughs> here's the thing with Kevin Patrick. Also, and... to consider main event, not fucking live. Yeah. You can you can do retakes on Made of Man. That's true. So here's the thing with Kevin Patrick, right? I actually have no problem with him as an on screen talent. I, I enjoy him as a backstage interviewer. I didn't particularly notice anything on Raw this week that stood out as particularly. Oh, important. I did. <laughs> because the problem with Kevin Patrick is that more often than not, and I understand it's definitely gonna happen the first couple weeks. But he swings and he misses, or he does not even he doesn't even swing the bat and he just freezes and Graves has to bail him out. And this week, during the fucking US title match, Riddle hit a bro Derek, and Kevin Patrick went. 
and and Corey jumps in and goes, Bro Derek by Matt Riddle almost gets the three count. And I'm like, he want he wanted to say something. He had no idea what it was called, and he just fucking froze. So <laughs> you go to the tried and true Vince McMahon, Vic Joseph commentary playbook. What a maneuver! What a maneuver! No, instead he or, fucking froze. Or, or, oh! He could have done that. He didn't even do that. And I was just like, oh, dude, you can't do that on Monday Night Raw. Because people will pick up on it and they'll be like, why don't you know the moves? Why don't you? You're the fucking play-by-play from Monday Night Raw. You need to know the moves. That's fair. Especially a bro, Derek. Come on, dude. <laughs> he's got so many of those, though. I know there's he's so got many, the bro on so and all that. There's so many stuff. bro puns to. But remember. don't say nothing. Don't be like. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that call. I was coming. <laughs> what are you, Luke Gallows? <laughs> Catch a kid's ace. Remember when they used to do that on BT? Hey, did you know BT got like canceled? <laughs> Good. Kind of. The night after that whole thing with Punk, they were like, uh, "This week's episode is going to be delayed," and then they were like, "It's on hiatus permanently." <laughs> okay. <laughs> then it's not a hiatus. Anyway. Well, until further notice, I guess. I'm going to start saying that about Nitromania. It's on hiatus permanently. <laughs> Anyway, contradictory phrases. Anything else? Nope. Oh, on this one. Uh, thank you, Sal. Thank you. Join him on a Wednesday night. Yeah, we gotta stop doing the show on Thursdays. Notice how ever since we switched to Thursdays, nobody can fucking make it anymore. It's not my fault. You can't either. You can't make it either. <laughs> what I'm saying, it's not my fault. <sighs> Work's been ridiculous. Let's go back to Tuesdays. Who cares? Oh, we need to talk about Dynamite. Do we, though? Do we? Do we? (laughs) But we also want to watch NXT. That, too. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do this thing. Well, I guess that means that we will throw you through a table recklessly next time. been listening to a rundown wrestling network production please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events keep it locked there or subscribe to the rundown wrestling network on itunes spotify google podcast stitcher premium or anywhere you get your podcast from leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message join our patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. 
Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzer effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>